Hi, everyone. This is Kai popping in right before the episode. I wanted to, first off, welcome you to season two of No Follow-Up Questions. Um, I had a quick little note before we get started. This episode is going to be a little different. We have a very special guest who we'll introduce to you in just a second. Um, And every episode this season is going to have a different guest. These guests are going to teach us something that only they can teach us about living through your 20s. So I hope you're excited. Um, Let's get into it. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Taylor. My name is Kai. And this is No No Follow-Up Questions. questions. The show where we talk about the booms, the bangs, and the blunders of living through your 20s. Oh, season two. (laughs) We made it. We made it. We made it. We're so excited. Before we move forward, we have a very special guest in the room. Um, Someone that inspires us both to be um, bigger, better, badder, faster. Stronger. Stronger. It's about drive. It is about about power. It is about driving power. Yeah. We devour. (laughs) This is our very good, good friend, Tucker Tucker Click. Hello. Hello. Welcome to... Welcome to the pod. Welcome, Welcome to, to the my pod, bedroom. Tucker. Cheers, Cheers. friend. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, clink. We're drinking I'm um, high class Zinfandel from Trader Joe's. <laughs> A classy Trader Joe's Zin. Yeah. Well, this is our boy Tucker. Mm-hmm. Um, Tucker is a musician, mm-hmm. a Scorpio. He is a Scorpio. He's a rock star barista. A TikTok connoisseur. Absolutely. Sending the best and weirdest TikToks to our group chat. At all times of the night. At all times of the day or night. (laughs) So, um, Tucker, how did we meet? We met at... Beep. (laughs) (laughs) We all met at the coffee shop. The coffee shop where we used to work. (laughs) About what? In, In like March. Yeah. So... Wait. Is that when you started? Did you start after Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. I started three weeks after you? Yeah. A month after you? I started in January. I think maybe it just feels like you started before me because Tucker knows his shit when it comes to being a barista. Both of you are very competent workers in a way that I never will be. (laughs) That's just not true. That's simply not true. Both of you made it out. (laughs) But Tucker can pour a swan like nobody's business. I poured a swan. I did not take a picture of it, but I I, I, I was like, Tucker would be proud of me. You're like, I totally poured a swan. I just don't have any proof of it. My girlfriend goes to a different school. I don't know her. (laughs) I'm talented. I deserve love. So talented. Please finish. I'm sorry, Tucker. Um... Rosie, who, you know, mm-hmm. mutual friend of all of ours, uh, she recommended me for this job because I was trying to leave where I worked at, which is what we'll call the other coffee shop. <laughs> um, and I was like, I just want a place where everyone's nice Aww. and I like I like the people and work doesn't feel like hell going to. Mm. Um, mm. So Look at us now. I moved over there and... Kai, what you about to say? I feel like I feel like you should tell what like everyone what you told me when you first met me. I said I like your sweater. No, you said I want to be this guy's friend. Oh, <laughs> I did tell you to your. You friend. did. Well, you started with someone else that no longer works there. But I, when you guys came in, I was like, I'm a, I'm gonna make sure they're my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, and when you told me that, I was like. That's the sweetest thing that anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> um, yeah. So me and Antonio started at the same time and I felt like we were a unit because mm. yeah. we, we both had the funniest way of like dealing with customers that was almost polar opposite. Polar opposites for sure. Um, mm. Until the end of my time at said coffee shop mm-hmm. when like someone was rude to me and I remember I had to come downstairs and tell Max that I told someone, can I even say this on on the podcast you don't work there anymore well so i fully told the customer to fuck off <laughs> uh, we don't cuss on this podcast actually that's a joke okay <laughs> cool <laughs> like i came downstairs i was like you might get a review because <laughs> she got mad at me and i was like i don't have time for this i was yeah. like this isn't i don't get paid enough for this yeah and it was my last like three weeks there and i was i was so over being treated like poorly by customers mm. so 
Anyway. I love that we're all just living the same way. Oh, my God. Um, but also Tucker was notorious for, like, flirting with customers. He has what I like to call the fuck me eyes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here's what I would do. When we worked together, I noticed that uh-huh. I could change how many tips I would receive based on my interaction with the customers. Okay. Groundbreaking so. stuff. <laughs> Huh? Groundbreaking stuff. So, yeah, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, if you're nice, you'll get like more tips. Wrong. It's not about being nice. It's about being, being flirty. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> it's about being so, attractive. It really is. It's a, okay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's about making uncomfortable eye contact. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You kind of drop your brow a little bit. Yeah. And you drop the brow, you lean in, act like you're actually interested in what they're saying when really they're ordering the same v- coffee oh, that they no always get. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're sorry, uh, you know, same coffee that they get every day and you go, oh, not changing it yet again. And you, uh, you make a compliment on their shirt. You say, ooh, nice pattern on that shirt today. And then you, you make sure they look you in the eyes. And then when that order is done... You look at, down at the screen that they have to tip on, uh-huh. and you do not make like you don't let your eyes leave that screen until they press a tip option, mm-hmm. and then you look back up and look them in the eyes. There have been a few times I try this often. I, it's like the customer eyes. Yeah. Um, customers are inside now, and there's not a plexi in between us. And now, like it's usually when people are somewhat eye level with me, I'm like, "Hi, Hi. what would you like today?" Would you like that small or large? There have been a few moments Would where like they like linger a little too long. Large. Where it's like that worked too well. That worked too well. We're married yeah. now, unfortunately. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And they like think about it. They're like, oh my god, that barista wanted mm. me so bad. Mm-hmm. I think the funniest time was the time where I asked for someone's name, and they were like, "You want my name?" And I was like, "For the order." And she's like, well, <laughs> uh, "And she goes, you can have." You can have my name. And I was like, no. do you want me to have your name? And that I was hurts. like, this interaction was not supposed to go past your coffee order. This Uh-oh. is, I need your name for the coffee order. She fell in love. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the technique was entailing. I just really needed money. And like, <laughs> I noticed my tips would go up if I was like a little extra with customers. And that's a tip for everybody listening. Yeah. You can use your sexuality to get what you want. You absolutely can. It yeah. is called manipulation, but that's between you and God, honestly. It's called being a Scorpio. <laughs> Look, I only did it at work, and I honestly only did it when I worked at said coffee shop mm. because it was the only place where I really interacted with customers like that. But yeah, that's where we met, and we became friends very quickly. Yeah. Mm. We went on a hike. We went on a hike. We did, yeah. Yeah, we, I think we talked, we about, talked this, about this, hike, yeah. but I realized that I trauma dumped. Mm pretty intensely on our first group the story about the airport guy i do and mm. then i afterwards was like this is my first time like hanging out with these people it worked and i feel hook line and sink a little overexposed but i wanted to be tucker's friend because he came highly recommended by rosie mm. and i was like oh my god like he's so cool but you're kind of quiet so i'm like you were i don't know i take a second to warm up for sure mm-hmm. um I'm like an oven, if you will, in the sense that so like pre-heating? I ha- I was preheating sure. and then <laughs> now we're just we're on when you're around me. Yeah. Sure. If, that was a terrible metaphor. No, it makes sense. But you know, it's like you should write music or something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's very um, deep. But I think that's just how I am with everyone, because everyone I've ever met is like, you were quiet for the first like week that I knew you. And then you opened up and then you don't shut up. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. I think that's cool. It makes you mysterious. Him not setting up? No, if you like at first are You're a little, like a little aloof. aloof. Yeah. Uh, I've got, I've heard aloof. I've heard brooding. Yeah. I've heard mysterious. Yeah. I've yeah. heard scary. It's just not scary. Energy. You're not scary. You're not scary. Yeah. I don't think so either. No. I'm glad we're all there. You're just tall. I'm, I'm tall. Yeah. Who's more intimidating, me or Tucker? Tucker. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. Just because anyway. he wears like so many rings. There's <laughs> a ring on every finger right now. But then when you get to know Tucker, <laughs> he's so like goofy and sweet, and mm-hmm. drunk Tucker is just like so cuddly. He's 
Drunk Tucker is my favorite, I have to say. Look, I got nothing but love going on. I love that. And that's that's about it. <laughs> How sweet. Well, at the beginning of our show, we kind of like to check in, mm-hmm. be like, how is your week? Mm-hmm. What's going on? How was your week, Tucker? Anything exciting happened to you? My week was okay. Uh-huh. Um, it was a pretty long week. I had, you know, a lot happen, but I will say I served Olivia Rodrigo banana bread. Oh my God. <laughs> and she, she said, knows. thank you. Good. It's brutal. Polite queen. I know. I know my lyrics. Did she yeah. tip? Well, For yeah. her banana I bread? I mean, it's a restaurant, so. Did she tip well? I didn't see her tip. Oh my God. I'm just going to say yes, because she seems nice. Yeah. I tried to get tickets to her tour, but was not able to secure the bag. Damn. I feel like, like I She was could... in your top artist, wasn't she? Yeah. Oh, should I should have slipped your name in there? I know. My friend <laughs> tried to get tickets to your show. You should have FaceTimed her immediately and said, like, can you say hi I to know. my friend? I'm kind of offended you didn't FaceTime me in. I, okay, so here's the thing. There are, like, sometimes when I see celebrities in L.A., and, like, through my span of being in L.A., I feel like I've, like, ticked off, like, some of the biggest yeah. ones, right? Mm-hmm. Through all the places I've worked. Like, I've seen, you know, Harry Styles and Lady Gaga and wait, Travis wait. Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. <laughs> huh? Okay. Lady wait, Gaga. did you not know that? No. Oh, oh yeah. I served Harry Styles coffee. That's hot. Anyway. Um, <laughs> through all of this, like, I have this weird thing where I don't want to, like... I don't want to intrude on their day Mm -hmm. by being like, oh, my God, I like I love your music or like my friend loves you or anything like that. So instead, I just treat them. You pretend you don't know that they're famous. Yeah, not I don't like pretend, but I just like I don't get that weird like butterfly feeling that I think a lot of people get. Hmm. I think that probably means a lot to the celebrity that they can just continue their day in peace. Pretending that they're a normal person. Yeah. 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 And like. A lot of times they'll be like with a significant other or a friend and they're just like trying to get coffee. Mm -hmm. And like I can only imagine like they get it all the time that people love their music. And like, of course, they probably love hearing that. But also I don't want to like alert the people around Mm -hmm. them that don't know who they are Mm -hmm. because they're like masked up or wearing glasses or whatever (laughs) that, that, you know, like Harry Styles is directly in front of me Mm. and right next to you. Mm -hmm. So like. I just don't say anything. I'm like, have a great day. Isn't it crazy how everyone is pretending that they're more important than they are and then celebrities are pretending that they're normal people? Yeah, there's power in that. We're all just pretending. Yeah. Would you ever want to be like that level of famous? I've had this conversation. I think fame is a weird thing because if I could take the success without the fame, Mm. I would do it because... I don't necessarily think being like known is super important to me as much as like, I just want to do what I love for a living. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't really care too, too much about like, like the, the publicity of it. Hmm. But I, the, the issue is that like with the career I'm going into, which is music, I don't know if we talked about it yet, but like, we will, um, which is music. Like, you kind of have to have the publicity to have the success in a way. Like, I don't know many people yeah. that are just like doing super well that aren't well known. I, I can think of a few. Well, who comes to mind is like Jacob Collier. Who, I know his face though. Well, what I'm saying is like he's known because he is so in love with his craft, not because he's also an influencer. Good point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, he posts on social media, but it's, Literally, yeah. him just fucking around and having fun and doing what he loves, which I think is a, a cool subsect of fame where you can like just be happy doing what you're doing and people notice that. Yeah. Like people know you because of that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. That's a really good point. And then I feel like it's less pressure for your like to create an image because if you are just yourself, mm-hmm. it's like easier to keep that coherent because you don't have to be like okay i have to act or post in a certain way to like preserve this outside image you just get to be like okay my music is authentically me so Mm. all i have to do is like be authentically me on instagram Mm. but i know i feel like it's it's such a necessary part of like art now is having a social media following 
Yeah, it mm. really, really is. And I was having dinner the other night and like a head of A&R just like happened to be there. It wasn't like a dinner where... Oh my where, God. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a dinner that was like planned like, oh, yeah. they're going to come meet you because they're head of A&R. They just happened to be there. Um, At your dinner table talking to you specifically? Not, not to me. Like okay. there was a group of us, okay. right? And... He was even saying, he's like, yeah, it's interesting because like my job nowadays is just scrolling through TikTok. Damn. He's like, it's not about like, oh, like what's on the come up? It's like, what's going to go viral on TikTok next? And can we sign them before anyone else? Yeah. Which is crazy. That's kind of true with a lot of like modeling, acting, even sometimes like being an artist, uh, like a, a painter or something like that, breaking into these things in, into these realms where you can be boosted by other people or other agencies. They don't care about your personality or your talent or your skill. If you don't have a community around you already. Yeah. Just really kind of sucky. It's like less work for them because you have the audience right. built in. Well, and you're going to continue doing that anyway, mm-hmm. which is like, they're just profiting more off of you doing the work that you want to do anyway. Anyway, can um, I, can I tell you about my fear with tiktok like virality is that a word yeah Yeah. okay yeah virality is like it it's so short-lived with how massive it gets Hmm. like yeah every like viral song or person i've seen on tiktok like the song that they that goes viral typically does really well but I don't really see them continue releases with the same level mm. of support mm. as the song that went viral. Mm. And it goes for like, even it's not just TikTok. It's kind of like virality in general. So for, do you guys remember Grace and Chance? Yeah, I do actually. Totally. I know that's, that's like funny. a really weird thing to Deep bring up, but Sun, like sunshine and city lights. Okay. When he went, uh, viral for playing Lady Gaga's paparazzi at Same a artist, talent show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. So like he released that video of him playing and like, that's what everyone knew him for. He, he uh. obviously is still putting out music and is still doing way better than like I'm doing, of course, but that level of, and in, in terms of like just success by streaming numbers, right? If we're sure. gonna if we're gonna determine success by streaming numbers and like views and all, who's that. having more fun, Tucker? Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> but like when you are looking at like that career path, like he was super viral, and like ever since then, you just kind of coast mm-hmm. down a little bit. I think the most exciting thing for me, and it's also the most stressful part of what I want to do, is build a fan base not from going viral, mm. but like from people around me seeing my shows, hearing my music and like finding it on like discover weekly and like Mm -hmm. more slow and steady, more slow and steady with a really solid fan base. I love that. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying I want it to be super slow, of course, but everything that we've done so far. And when I talk to like other people right now, a lot, a lot of them are surprised at how like committed our fans are. Mm. Like, it's not like we have a ton but the people who are there, like, they're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> we always, like, talk about, me and Kai, how much we love, like, going to see your shows and going to see Amy's and Rosie's shows. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so exciting to be able to, like, support friends. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I just feel like I'm I'm lucky to be in on the, you know, kind of the ground floor so I can just see you guys, like, it's fun to watch you guys grow yeah. and to try things and like, I don't know, to go slow and steady. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is going to sound like I'm throwing so much shade to like people in the past. It's really nice rooting for people that are good at what they do because <laughs> you guys I, are like yeah. actually really fucking talented. And so when I say like, here's my friend, I like his music, I'm going to his show, mm-hmm. I mean that shit. It's, it's yeah, like, it's, it's. I'm not doing that just because you're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's and such I, a would, I would certainly hope so. We had a conversation in the car at one point where I was like, would you tell me if my music was bad? And yeah. you're like, well, I wouldn't tell you if it was good or like if it, what did you say? You were, I, I think you basically were like, I would be honest with you. Yeah. I don't think I would be like, this sucks. I think I would, you'd be like, give I you think it criticism. could, yeah, you, you're like, I think this could be better. Yeah. And like, that's what I need because as an artist, mm-hmm. when I'm doing my like popier, like rock stuff with my band, 
I need to hear that criticism Mm -hmm. because I can't grow if people aren't telling me what they like and don't like. Obviously, I can take whatever I want from that. I don't have to listen to anyone. I can do whatever I want. But I also can take feedback and like yeah, digest it and be like, okay, that's a really good point. Maybe I do need to look at that and go back and revisit all the work I've done and see how I can improve on my future music. How do you like determine though whose opinions you mm. value? Because if you get like, you know, contrasting advice from people or like, just a lot of different voices. Like, how do you choose whose opinion to value and who's not to? That's a really good question. Um, I think it just depends. Like, for example, today, um, we have this regular that comes in who is a world-renowned songwriter and music producer. Whoa. Um, for, like, old Michael Jackson stuff. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> oh yeah, God. yeah. Like, actually crazy wild music stuff kind of guy and he was saying that sometimes you don't always need to listen to like professionals sometimes it's like the newbie in the corner that you should be listening to Mm -hmm. because they're not so focused on like what is supposed to be done Mm -hmm. like what's the standard that a lot of times they'll think outside the box so Mm. yes you can learn from all these professionals but like you kind of do have to take everyone's criticism and control And then I think you sit with them. I think you need to listen to your music. And ultimately, you you have to decide. Like, sometimes you just need to try all of the things that that are recommended and then go with your gut feeling. Yeah. I think that's, as a creative person, it's just something you have to stick with. It's like the gut feeling of, like, I like this. Damn. Hmm. I think that's, like, I mean... not to say that I am like still pursuing art in the same way that you guys are but I feel like that's kind of what I struggle with a lot is like trusting the gut feeling Mm. and being like I can trust my own taste in what is good or bad and what I like and don't like I feel like that's a big struggle for me I feel like I I look up to people so strongly who like can make a decision or have an inkling that they want to do something or like feel like they're moving in the right direction and just go for it. Yeah. Without seeming to like hesitate. Like I see that in, in, in friends sometimes and I'm like, how do you live life like that? Because I second guess everything (sighs) and like I can practice and in some ways I'm good. Like it's not like I, I, I'm crippled by the decision of what clothes to put on my body, but like bigger decisions, like, what am I doing creatively in the next month? I could do this, 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 and this instead of just going forward with mm-hmm. the big thing. Do you know what I mean? But Fuck. it's, yeah, it's all about like trusting yourself. Trusting me? <laughs> Her? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know, trust that bitch. Something's off about her. <laughs> she makes some bad decisions. Uh, okay, so Tucker, you do music. Tucker You're part of a band and you have solo stuff out as well. Can you talk to us about like your decision to move to the West Coast and and kind of pursue that full time? Yeah. Um, was it like a, a clear decision for you? I Okay, so there was never a moment where we said, oh, yeah, like we will move to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Like eventually we made that decision. But from the time we started the band. And you guys all met in college? Yeah, so we all met our first semester of college. But... Oh God, there's like, I can go through like the backstory, but like Josh and I, so my drummer and I met when we were 13 and we were really good friends when we were 13. And then we both auditioned at the same school and he messaged me and he was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going here. Like, are you going here? And I was like, yeah, I'm going there. That's cute. And so we ended up rooming together through a little, like, you know, Mm -hmm. pulling some strings, trying to get it to work. Um, we like, instead of being in, we were going to be in, uh, both of us were going to be in doubles and somehow we got put in like a quad and that was like the only way it was going to work. But I got to live with two other people that I also met when I was 13. Wow. Yeah. Just um, by chance? Same summer camp that Josh and I met at. And one of them was in the band for a while. That's spooky. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And, but you guys all moved at the same time to the West Coast? Yeah. Okay. The band? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Um, but like the decision to move out here was never like a clear cut like thing. It was just kind of like it went without saying that we would be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then like, you know, in the year leading up to us moving out here, like it started to fall into place. Like we came out here and looked at apartments one time mm-hmm. and looked at different areas. Cause like the last time I had been to LA was when I was looking at colleges. Mm. So I, I really looked, five. looked around. Um, it just felt like the right thing to do mm-hmm. um, from who I've talked to and like who I know in the music industry right now all of our connections were out here, whether they were just like through our school or friends. Um, Nashville tended to be country from what like all my friends who lived out there said. Yeehaw. Yeah. I could kind of see that for you weirdly though. I, you know what's right? so weird is I fully could see myself writing in Nashville. Oh my God. Tucker could be wearing like a 10 gallon hat and, and cowboy boots instead Yeehaw, of his socks. Shit. I, I feel like I feel like if you were just like five to ten percent more folk, like mm. you'd be you could Same. Nashville no problem. Absolutely, and I I could make that transition if I wanted. Mm-hmm. He said, "Oh my god!" I said, "I can I can do that if I want." That's uh, right. Totally. Maybe I'll I'll bring up my little my past country career. What what? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I just said something on the pod. Um, so me and my best friend Allison, when we were in high school, we were in like a country folk duo, and we like gigged around a lot in Milwaukee. We did like Summerfest. We would do like coffee shops. We did like weddings. Were we you, did like, like original music. Mm-hmm. And Can we, I listen to this music? We did actually record an EP. Where is this EP? Um, it's on Spotify. Shut. <laughs> All right, be okay. honest with me right now. Is it good? Okay, the, the some of the songwriting is actually like good. Okay. Like the you know production value and like our because we like you know sang did the it was just like yeah. guitar mandolin like I don't care about production bones. value because hmm. what you were like we were like thir- sixteen seventeen. Oh, okay. Um, I just want to know, like, I was curious what you thought of your songwriting back Also, then. why did you never bring this up? It's so funny. I just, like, I just, I don't know. But I listened back weirdly. I think, like, I was high one night and I was like, wait, I used to do country music. So I was, like, listening to our songs and I was like, some of these are, like, fucking good. That's awesome. That's so cool, though, because if I listen back to my music from 17 or like 16, Mm -hmm. I hate all of it. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely like it is a bit, um, you know, like (laughs) like it's like it's like debut Taylor Swift. No, that's awesome. Compare it. But it's that tells me nothing. (laughs) The real Swifties will understand. But it was kind of cool. And it made me like miss songwriting and stuff. Are you going to? pop off i don't know i don't know because like i this past year i was i like wrote an ep and was like working on demos and stuff Mm. but it i got this new gig and Mm. my life has been consumed by working 60 hours a week um eek so i feel like i missed that i know this isn't my life i know this isn't my podcast but like are you how are you feeling about that like is it something that you want to keep pursuing as music I don't know. I feel like I always, I I notice that I'm happier if I do have a creative outlet in my life. Like, I feel like this podcast has definitely been a creative outlet. Like, I still like to write, but I miss performing mm. a lot. Mm. I miss, like, it, I mean, that's just, like, all I did in college. Mm-hmm. I was, like, in shows. I was, like, doing acapella. I was, like, always involved in that and so I miss the, the part of me that is an artist like I miss her <laughs> God, I watched okay. Tick Tick Boom last night and I was like overcome by like I wish I there's a part of me I just wish I hadn't sold out because I miss like creating art there's this weird like catch 22 of like you you get a, a normie job to mm-hmm. support yourself um, but eventually that amount of like f- financial freedom allows you to do things that you want to do. But in the meantime, are you like giving up on all of those things that you love doing? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> so funny because I like I love working in reality TV. Like, mm-hmm. le- legitimately, it's a, it's a huge love of mine, and to to be able to create it is like a dream come true. But I do miss having things that are my own. Mm. But I feel like I mean, this is something that like I've struggled with when I was in the like vibe of trying to act, trying to write music, trying to like whatever like kick off a little like culture writing career. I kind of struggled with being able to create structure and stay motivated while I was doing that because I felt like after college I was like how the f- like you know, I don't have any deadlines, I don't have any assignments. Mm. It's just all like coming from myself. And it was really hard for me to like continue to hustle. Yeah. Yeah, like force motivation. Like find yeah. motivation. Do you, how do you guys feel about that? I actually had a conversation about this um, with two 30-year-olds last night. Interesting. Because um, I was like, I need to hear from you guys. Just say it. Just say it. Even if you're lying, like, tell me it gets easier. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm hoping. Like, they said no, but. So, good news, no. Good they news. Said no, it but doesn't like, get better. The consensus we all came to is that, you know, the adult moments that you, you come through, you, like, come across in your life, like. I don't know. Um, I just broke my window and it's raining in LA. <laughs> like Stop those adult moments where it's like, you, some shit goes down and you're like, I have to deal with this. Yeah. And every time you make it through and you deal with it, she, yeah. they were saying like, those either they happen less frequently or you're just less shocked when they happen because you've been through something already sh- more shocking than that. And you know that you've, you're like, going to make it through. It's like, I've been here before. Let me handle this. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the original question you asked? Um, <laughs> How do you find motivation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They basically said no, Sorry. but the moments that make it harder to find motivation are less surprising. Exactly. Got you. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you, Tucker. You're welcome. I'm really just listening. I'm just like, nice, nice. Because I, like, I feel like I need to hear what other people experience. Yes. I just feel like I, I need to hear it because for me, it's, I don't know, motivation's weird for me mm-hmm. in terms of like doing what I want to do. And I need to hear it from other people sometimes of like how they stay motivated in a healthy way. Mm. What's interesting about you, at least what I've noticed about you, mind you, we've only known each other since last year earlier this year Whoa. yeah it was early this year that's this weird year. um oh my god that's crazy. i know how close we become like that's so weird Aww. i love you <laughs> <laughs> he just curled up into a little ball and started rocking and i and said oh <laughs> see tucker is so cuddly but like the, one of the biggest things i noticed about you is that like your drive to keep doing whatever's next and what's yes. cool to you is so profound mm-hmm. and it's like that's one thing that I I wish I had at all times, and I know you don't have it, you're a human being, but like you push yourself in a way that I think I rely on other people to push me sometimes. And that's like, it's really cool to see that in a human being. Why yeah, are you looking? Okay. no, I, it's just, I, I envy that quality. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I feel like, okay, I don't know if this distinction makes any sense, but I feel like sometimes my motivation comes from a place of like, like not, I want to say the word punishment, but I don't know if that's like going to make any sense. But like, you know, I have like my writing projects. Mm. I'm like, okay, I have like a deadline Mm. and I have to finish it by this time. And it sometimes feels like, like I, I'm creating like a, it's like, if you don't do it, you'll lose something as opposed to if you do it, you'll gain something. It's hard for me to find like a, like a positive motivation. Mm. Like I just want to do this. Like, for myself. Does is, that make sense? It does, yeah. I think so. You Way have to you have to do it for yourself, is mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like but like I but I'm sometimes like I feel like I need to turn everything into like a homework assignment. Okay. I feel like I used to think about that. I also used to wrap up my self worth into like what I could achieve or produce. Help. Which hey. took took a took a like a That's real. It took true. me losing my job to realize that I can't do that. Mm. Like being laid off from COVID and realizing just how intertwined like my self-love was with how much money I made and how backwards that was for me to realize that I'm not making money. I can't be broke and sad. Like I have to pick one. Pick pick a struggle. (laughs) Pick a struggle. I had to. And that kind of like 
that's when the journey of like stop talking bad about myself, stop punishing myself when the world has already punished me. Yeah. Punishing me already like kind of started. God damn it. I okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my motivation Ah oh god, it's so it's so weird where it comes from too because I was having a conversation with Amy last night about this. Um my motivation comes from a place of like as corny as it sounds like I I have to do this. Mm. Like I have to because mm-hmm. I don't feel good otherwise. Like the this makes me feel good and you know working a day job kind of sucks and I would love to not do it because it's draining and I I really don't feel good when I like am so intertwined with that yeah. and I get wrapped up in that and I'm like oh this has become my life because I'm working 40 hours a week stressing about coffee but I feel like <laughs> like it doesn't make sense like I have to do music because yeah. at the end of the day that is the thing that brings me the most joy and I think my viewpoint on it is I need to get through my day of working my job and paying my shit off. You do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. Yes. And like I have to view it like sometimes making music is hard when you're not feeling inspired. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm constantly inspired and I'm sorry if I give that that idea or like vibe off. There there are weeks where I am sad and depressed and anxious but I think what I have to do as an artist and as a person is like power through those moments because sometimes those moments are where I find like my best, my best lines and my yeah. best like creative ideas because I'm feeling all of that pent up like emotion mm-hmm. from work or life or something I saw on the news mm-hmm. or like anything like that. And I have to use it in a positive way. I like it's a reward. Good. At the end of the day, it's like a reward. It's like a reward. It's like a reward. <laughs> <laughs> like I, a reward. <laughs> I feel like that's maybe more sustainable though, because I feel like the flip side of it is just like, okay, you sit around until you feel like the inspiration strike you from the heavens. You know? Sorry. Strike Don't look at me like that. You said strike like, you from the heavens. But like some up. people are like, okay, I'm just like going to wait until the muse visits me and I feel the urge to create. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more sustainable to like actually have it be a part of your day to day and be able to still create even when you're not feeling 100% like at your peak happiness level. I'd, my brain went to the same place when he said like he's sad and writing lyrics. I'm like... I mean, you can tell me if I'm misinterpreting this, but it's almost as if you're using your art as a, like a journaling experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I tell people it's my version of therapy mm. regularly. And I think people think I'm just like trying to be corny as hell. Mm. But like, realistically, if you do go and listen to like my solo EP, that was like the biggest form of therapy I think I've ever had in my entire life. Mm. It's very personal. You guys all have to fucking listen to Falling in My Sleep by Tucker Click. You should, we'll you link should. it. Like we will put it in the description. It's yeah. So good. And I think it's to bring it back to our whole fucking theme of this podcast of like living through your twenties. Mm. I read Tucker's EP as like a it's it's it starts off as like this moment in time. He has a song called 23 and if it's very it feels very yeah it feels very like of this time in his life mm. and then kind of zooms out to be more existential mm. i'm gonna I, blast that so loud tonight i need you oh to my know. god i'm so excited <laughs> um to listen to it on the driver home and cry on laurel canyon i think it's just one of those things where like i had a good friend stay with me for a week who was visiting la and i showed it to him before it got released um, Jason Cox, if you're listening, I love you. I showed it to him because I was like, I really respect your opinion musically. This is a person that has shown me so much music over the last five years and like inspired me so much just because he's like, this is cool music. You should mm-hmm. listen to this. I like this about these songs. And I showed him and I was like, so nervous because I was like, he's, he's the person that would be like, this isn't it. Um, which is fine. Say? That's a trustworthy voice. Yeah, yeah that's say? a trustworthy verse. Uh, he loved it. He was like, this is, this is the most like real, real version I've heard of you uh-huh. in a while. He's like, since like some of your bands, like earlier stuff, like I feel like this is so genuine because 
it's just you. Like it, it sounds like I'm living the last year of your life where, you know, you go through COVID, you're stuck in a house, like Mm -hmm. you can't get out. Mm -hmm. Like I'm experiencing that through your perspective. Mm. Am I going to cry right now? Uh, I'm like on the verge. (laughs) And the fact that, you know, you wrote this, I didn't even know I needed this. Mm. And that was like the biggest compliment I think I've ever received is I didn't know I needed this. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like kind of what I heard from people who actually took the time to like sit down and listen to it is they were like, I didn't know I needed this. Mm. And that's what I wanted. Good. Yeah. You got that. I did. And like at this point, like, I'm happy with that. Like, I'm happy to grow at that level of like, I need this. What's mm. next for you, Tucker? Oh, like s- solo or just, just like in general? Yeah. Life. Like what? what's the next? I mean, you, you just released this EP last month. Are you working on more solo stuff? Or are you focusing on band stuff? I'm doing both still, which is a lot. Um, Damn. It's a lot of time and a lot of energy and also a lot of like emotional energy, which I feel like people don't talk about enough, but like, I feel like I put a lot of myself into both the band's music and my own music, but like doing both at the same time is exhausting. Yeah. Um, because I feel like for my personal stuff, I'm focusing so internally and a lot of my personal music I've found like listening back is super introspective. Um, and I think the band's music is more like outrospective. Is that a I word? think that makes sense because it's like I don't know, but you no, said it. No, going so. to your shows, it's like it's you very much like create an experience mm-hmm. exactly for the audience. And like we've had conversations, but just to like loop in listeners, it's like I've wanted my band to be a family, and I want our fans to feel that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, that is not just an introspective experience. It's like a very external, like Mm -hmm. visible and like palpable feeling. Mm -hmm. So I think just doing both is like hard, but I'm excited to keep doing both. I am working on solo music and I'm working on a lot of band music. Um, I'm still having Noah produce my solo music who is, who produced my last Uh, EP, Noah Hubble. He's fantastic Mm -hmm. at what he does. It's a great collab. You guys work really well together. Yeah, he's awesome. And um, I'm going to start producing a lot of the band stuff. So it's going to be a lot of like co-production between all three of us. And so it's going to be a lot, but I'm excited. Yeah. I feel like you're so busy. Like, (laughs) do you have anything that you do like just for fun, like creatively? Like what's like... Yeah, do you have... Like... What... Do you watch television? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, <laughs> Does Tucker quick read? So Josh, my roommate and uh-huh. drummer and best friend and, well, one of my best friends. I got got a few, to be honest okay. with you. Um, he said, don't, don't get a big head. <laughs> um, but he was telling me, he's like, you need a hobby. Yeah. Mm. So I started woodworking. That oh. was a whole thing. Okay. Uh, it's I'm so happy we're here in this. I, well, yeah, okay. You brought so, us here. We didn't have to so bring it up. I like, I'm honestly, re- I don't know if it's like a thing, but I get really into things for like a while and then learn a lot about them uh-huh. and like get decent at them. And then I find something new because I'm like, okay, well. My roommate in college was exactly like you. He mm. would, it, it verged on like, impulsive obsession on yeah. a specific topic and then he got bored and then moved on to the next thing mm-hmm. and it's cool because he was good at everything wow like he would like collect old video games or he'd start to climb or he'd like just like random shit but he would like for a few months at a time just like really dive into one specific subject yeah i will okay so i still think that i i need something creative which woodworking is i guess yeah Yeah. but that's not sound because i get to Uh this point where i start working on music so much this is so funny i just drive around with no sound on in the car whoa me too like you guys are psychopaths no like almost every day you never just need to like exist no no thoughts i need to have like distractions 
constantly like I live alone and I've always got a podcast going music like a tv show in the background I don't want to listen to my own thoughts I don't want to be alone sometimes I catch myself like tv on there's like a heater which makes noise like I'm on my phone listening to Mm -hmm. like videos it's like just overstimulating myself I'm there and then some days I'll drive home well, no, no sound. sound, especially after a long day of work, and like when people you work trying in, to kill me on the road, just like yep. okay. when you work in a restaurant or yeah, like a coffee yeah. shop or whatever, like you don't realize how much sound is just leaking yeah. from mm-hmm. everywhere until like you that. walk out. Yeah, you don't like the word <laughs> leaking. <laughs> the way and you then, said that, no. And then you, uh, you know, you get in your car and you shut the door and you're like, oh, it's a great moment. <laughs> I like I need that moment of just like silence. Mm-hmm. Um. Is that your hobby? Silence. Sitting in silence? No, but the reason I got here is like I couldn't do anything else that was like that required a lot of sound. Mm. And like you can work on like, you know, building things and it doesn't always require a ton of sound. Like if I'm like painting something or Mm. if I'm, you know, staining wood or like even if I'm like hand sanding wood or anything, like it's not that much sound. Like it's quiet. And if I feel it, I don't really listen to music that much that isn't like stuff i'm writing right interesting so like that's my time to like find new music yeah. that's cute and fun I I yeah it's cool that. to work with your hands too i have always liked i like when i was a kid i liked drawing yeah i really liked drawing and i kind of like fell out of love with it for a while and then i realized that like i still like using my hands like i like making mm-hmm. things can you draw still yeah the what are you bad at? i need you to what are you bad at um, Tell me, give me one thing for me, please. I <laughs> like a lot of things. Okay. The masculine urge to woodwork. Okay. It, it, that's gl- why I think it's so funny. I'm that- so glad we made it here to this point in the conversation. Tucker, besides being a literal rock star, um, is the dad of the friend group. Literally goes to Home Depot for Home Depot, to feel yeah. something. Um, yeah. <laughs> it smells so good. It does smell uh, it's good. Cal- there's something calming about. Tell like me what a- you can't find in Home Depot. Love. <laughs> <laughs> A rhetorical question but thanks guys. Um, you guys said the same thing in different what are ways. some things that you've made a bench okay so i'm still relatively new to this mm-hmm. i want to just like preface with that but i i built a bench very recently that bench can i tell you the story the about it too like just a quick of line of events that happened Please. um sometimes okay i just realized that i do this sometimes and it's so funny i'll like you know, this, the saying is a series of events. And I'm like, the line of events. <laughs> it I makes just, like, sense to me. Cool. Anyway, um, I was looking for a bench for my house because mm-hmm. I wanted it to feel like very warm and like cozy and like like mm-hmm. like a entrance bench where you can yeah. sit down, put your shoes on Perfect. or like sit while people are cooking or whatever. Because it's like right across from our kitchen, which is like also kind of the main entrance to the house. Yes. And so I looked for a bench for probably... Four hours online and probably another four or five hours in stores. And Girl. the first one that I found that I liked was like $250. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for a bench? It's like three <laughs> pieces of wood. I, re- I really said, I could build that. You had your hands on your hips. You said, I could fix that. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Holes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Holes is so- <laughs> Unironically, so good. It's yeah, such a good I movie. I want to watch it tonight, actually. I can. I'm watching Harry Potter. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of films on the docket. A lot of films, yeah. Um, so Josh and I were on FaceTime, and I went to Home Depot to see if they had benches. Mm-hmm. Right. This is how this really started. And uh, I found myself going, you know what? I could just build it. In the wood aisle, with That's Josh on FaceTime, going, what if I just got a nice piece of wood and just built it. And he's like, if you want to. And I said, I could do this in less than 24 hours. So <laughs> while in the Home Depot, I picked up the wood, had it cut there so I didn't have to cut it at home. Mm-hmm. You know, Big make brain. it easy. Hey, yeah. man, uh, could I get this wood? You want to cut my wood oh, for wait. me? Or, or Can not? I have uh, one more story about this Home Depot trip? I Please. walked up to someone and I said, hey, man, do you think this wood would hold like three people for a bench? And he he picked it up he knocked on it and he said seems sturdy to me uh, and i said 
Sounds good. Oh my god, and I it want to be a most, man so bad. It was, was like, the most manly. You said you want to be a man. Yeah. yeah, that's like the extent of male bonding right there. Yeah, that was it. That's it. I felt good though. That's I it. will say I felt <laughs> you do. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I went home and well, first off, in the the Home Depot, I looked on Amazon for bench legs because I wasn't gonna like build bench legs because I wanted it. That'd now. be absurd. Yeah, I wanted it now. Sure. So I I found like metal bench legs because they also looked like classy. Bottom, went home, sanded it, stained it, left mm-hmm. it overnight, uh, epoxied it that the following morning, and then uh, drilled the legs in because it was uh, you know twenty four hour Amazon Prime delivery, mm-hmm. and I had a Thank bench. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Rich, yeah. Wow, yeah, isn't that's that so crazy? Cool. Have you seen this bench, Taylor? I don't think I've seen it. I think there was a picture sent in the group chat, but the, I haven't seen it in person. We we used it at Thanksgiving. Wow, it supported three people. Fuck yeah, one of which is six foot eight. So. Damn, that's a sturdy ass bench. That's a sturdy ass bench. Here's the thing: the the piece of wood that I used, uh-huh. um, is less than an inch thick. That's hot. Wow. So the Small, fact that it's, the it's five feet long, less than an inch thick, and can support three people, I'm I will say, pretty proud. Good um, for you. So I built the bench, and then I also built. Oh my god! Let's talk about it. It's it's so aggressive. I or is it just aggressive enough? I okay, so I got a chameleon. Yeah. What's your chameleon's name, Tucker? Okay, I should preface because mm. I know Amy's gonna listen to this and say, "You said I." <laughs> 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 your impression of your girlfriend is like it's very spot on. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's how she's gonna impersonate me. <laughs> impersonating her. To be fair, her and impersonation of you is also spot on. We're going to yeah. have her on the pod, yeah. so she'll get her chance yeah, to will. address. Yeah. God, her episode is going to be so fucking good. Um, <laughs> it is. So, uh, we got a chameleon. Mm-hmm. Joint and, custody. Yeah, joint custody, of course. And had it in a cage. It was good. It was getting big really fast. Mm. Tucker, what's the chameleon's name? <laughs> oh, Pickle. <laughs> Her name Pickle. is Pickle. <laughs> That's the best part. Yes. Um, not Pickles. So many people keep calling her Pickles, and I'm like, it's one Pickle. Like Tommy. A singular Pickle. <laughs> it's a singular That's the name Pickle. Of this episode. A singular Pickle. God damn it. We're so funny. <laughs> Outgrowing her cage really quickly, and I was looking for like a bigger one that would fit in my room, but they were all like really expensive. Like I'm talking upwards of like four hundred dollars to like. Low key, if you got one built, it was like two or three thousand. Fuck. Yeah, right. And I was like, okay, well, that's simply not gonna happen. Like, I bought this chameleon thinking I would spend like, you know, a couple hundred dollars on the initial purchase of it. And then like from there it'd be like easy sailing because bugs are cheap. How much was pickle? Pickle Pickle was 70 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. From a pet store? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where Do else you, would she be 70 bucks Black from? market. <laughs> Do you know that TikTok sound where it's like, how much is the earth? $5. I'm going to buy the whole earth. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, sorry. We can cut this out. It's not All really I can meant. think about is <laughs> the flavor is melting on my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> the flavor is melting on my tongue. Okay, so pickle is $70. Mm-hmm. Pickle is $70. Cheap clean. Yeah, it's so easy. And I've wanted a chameleon since I was like, I don't know, like 16, 17. Oh, okay. Um, Finally got her and so cool. She is so cool. Chameleons, I kind of like, I did so much research before I I got her. Because again, it was one of those things where like deep dove and learn about everything I could. Um, And I was like, oh, there's a chance that like, I'm going to get one that's not super friendly. Well, mm. I did. She does not like to be touched. She doesn't like to be touched, she but like she's looked at. Yeah, no, she's comfortable with me and Amy now at this point because we just spend so much time around her. Yeah, you're your fourth roommate. Yeah, <laughs> ideally. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Um, is it talking about chameleon or the chameleon or Amy? You tell me. Both. Fifth, okay. fifth, fourth and fifth fourth roommate. And fifth. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I built Pickle a cage and Aww. not a small cage. No. This this was like, like arguably bigger than your time. bed. <laughs> it is an endeavor. Um, I it is six feet tall. Mm-hmm. How tall it, are you, Tucker? I'm six feet tall. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and it it is every inch of six feet tall for sure. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> it is twenty inches deep. 
uh, on like the the inside of the cage, and I forget how wide it is, but it's over three feet wide. Fuck. Damn. Um, it is massive. You have a little plaque that says pickle jar, don't you? Uh, yes. Pickle the jar. Amy got a plaque. Did you for, nail it yet? No. I'm gonna come over tomorrow and nail it into. I need to. You know what it is? Is there's little things that for some reason feel like a lot of effort mm. for me, and that that feels like a lot of effort, even though I know it's not. Like yeah. you literally built the cage, and you can't put the finish. Yeah, isn't that hilarious? Yeah. Like I spent. And the okay, so here's the best part. Mm-hmm. I think here's the reason I built it for sure too. So I bought all the wood for it, and Josh comes out and he's like, "What are you building?" And I said. I'm going to build pickle a new enclosure. Mm -hmm. And he said, have you ever done woodworking before? And I said, yeah, (laughs) I had not done woodworking before. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What do you have to prove? What do you mean? I, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, Hmm. And that set me on fire in terms of, I had to build this. And not only did I build it, I built it in like three or four days. Then and, I'll urge to prove that you can. And it's, let me let me just yeah. preface with it's not just like wood that I like screwed together and like No, it's beautiful. I, I stained it. It's I sanded beautiful. it. I, I waterproofed it. I put like the screening on it. Yeah. I bought a staple gun just so I could do that. You could have brought mine. You have a staple gun? Yeah. The mascot and to and, own a staple and gun. A jigsaw, well now actually. I have one. Well we so. should compare staple guns. <laughs> Okay. Stop. <laughs> um, Don't look at me. I, <laughs> it was funny because Amy was with me and like she helped me through some of it. So like when I was like staining the wood, she helped me. And then every now and then she would help me like screw shit in when I had to like hold it up. Through sickness and a um, or building a picnic. Here's the thing. When I set my mind to something, oh. I know that I don't like respond normally so like when she was over all the time like i'd be like you want to come over and then i would build the cage for like six hours you'd make her sit there and watch you build the cage it's like when no, like, i didn't make her sit there and watch me she could do whatever she wanted but it's she like when we're hanging out, out. <laughs> it's hanging it's like when guys invite girls over to be like like come come hang out and they and would they like play, play video games, games. like yeah. that's the tucker when he logs equivalent. in and by logging in i built a yeah cage. <laughs> do you want to come watch me tucker is not like other guys I <laughs> he has a chameleon. That's very not like other guys of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm just so I'm just so different. I'm built different. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker. So yeah, I think that that was the first thing I built. And after I built that, I was like, I kind of like doing that. Mm. That was fun. Also, because when it was done, Josh was like. I didn't think you were gonna do wow. it. You proved him wrong. Oh yeah, like it's got a door and everything. Oh, like wow. door for when you open up and she won't let you touch her. Well, I have to feed her. Hmm. Yeah, and it has like netting on all of the sides, the bottom, uh, like plants. I put all the plants in there. You're it, a good dad. Tucker. Thank you, hmm. thank you to all of us. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. Just accept it. Okay. Okay. Everyone has been saying that recently, and I'm like. Am I really the dad, though? I feel like you're like my brother. You guys are siblings for sure. You guys, you guys fight like siblings. We don't. You fight. look like siblings. Taylor uh, and I, I would say we talk like siblings. You guys, yeah. you guys are siblings for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, for everyone involved, I think. No, it's nice. I think it's hilarious. You can't be my dad because I have daddy issues. So <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Want She's a- I realized this was a podcast and no one's going to know what I was just doing. I was like, <laughs> ooh. He's doing, ew. Uh, ew. I don't even know how to explain that. The light skin face, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Sheesh. 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 Thank you. You know what? It's been a joy and a pleasure. Thank you so much for being our very first guest. We're kicking off season two. Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. I hope I live up to it your expectations. Fast, huh? Yeah, it always does, huh? Oh. Time is fleeting when you're having fun. Tuck. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, If you want to follow Tuck online or find him online, where can people find you? I'm at on Instagram at Tucker underscore click on Twitter at Tucker L click. You have a Twitter and you never fucking told me. I don't think I've 
I've twatted in a no, while. No, 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 no. All right, I'm following you. I'm stopping you the right there. The uh, You can also look him up. Um, he just Tucker Click on Spotify. Yep. What's I'm your Tucker band's, Click. Your band's name? My band's name is Handmade House. Okay. Um, Y'all look him up. I'm not kidding. And our Instagram is at HMH the band. You should. Yeah, um, I'm not kidding. We'll link also, all of this in the description <laughs> in the podcast notes, whatever it's called. We're podcasters. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. If you want to follow us. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us at NoFucksPod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You could go to NoFucksPod.com. Um, and you're always welcome to send us questions, requests, um, yeah. dank-ass memes to totally. NoFucksPod at gmail.com. And then you can follow us um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. to be notified when we release a new Absolutely. episode. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Please leave us a five-star rating and review, and we'll give you a big old kiss. Mm. No, kissing means something to me, unfortunately, for y'all. Um, not me, because I'm a big old kiss. Uh. <laughs> um, on that note, I don't think I have any follow-up questions. I don't have any follow-up questions either. Bye. Bye.